1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
2: Hi everybody, this is Monica Reinagle. Welcome back to the Nutrition Diva's Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. Several listeners have written with questions about MSG. Kayla wants to know exactly what MSG is and what foods it's found in. And Miriam has read conflicting claims that it causes migraines and other problems, but also that it's a natural ingredient that has been proven to be safe. And Brooke wants me to address concerns about MSG in nutritional yeast and other so-called health foods. There's a lot to cover, so I'm going to tackle this topic in two installments. In this week's podcast, I'm going to take a look at what MSG is, how it acts in the body, and how it's used in the food supply. And next week, we'll take a closer look at charges that MSG causes headaches, flushing, neurological damage, or that it has harmful effects
0: on insulin, diabetes risk, or even obesity.
1: So what is MSG? Let me start with a
2: quick overview of a few terms. Glutamic acid is an amino acid. It's one of the building blocks of proteins. Glutamic acid is naturally found in all living cells, both plant and animal, and it's especially abundant in protein foods. Your body also produces its own glutamic acid. It's particularly important to the brain, where it acts as a neurotransmitter, and it also detoxifies the body and the brain of harmful ammonia. Some researchers are even investigating whether glutamic acid could be useful in the treatment of Parkinson's disease, epilepsy, and other neurological conditions. Glutamate is a term that's often used interchangeably with glutamic acid, but technically speaking, it refers to glutamic acid with a mineral attached to it. If that mineral is potassium, well then you've got potassium glutamate, If the mineral happens to be sodium, we call it sodium glutamate. Most of the glutamate in foods is bound or linked with other amino acids to make up larger proteins. When glutamate is on its own, however, we call it free glutamate. And free glutamate has special flavor-enhancing properties, and I'll talk more about that in just a sec. Monosodium glutamate is a food additive, otherwise known as MSG, used to enhance the flavor of foods. It's made up of free glutamate attached to sodium. MSG can be extracted from certain kinds of seaweed, but most commercially used MSG is produced through bacterial fermentation. And finally, glutamine is another amino acid that sounds very similar to glutamate. And just to make it a little more confusing, your body readily converts glutamine to glutamate, and vice versa. However, I included in this list just to clarify that when you come across information referencing glutamine, that has nothing to do with MSG. For a long time, scientists recognized four distinct tastes corresponding to different taste receptors on the tongue—sweet, salty, sour, and bitter— However, more recently, researchers identified a fifth taste receptor on the tongue, which responds specifically to free glutamate. The Japanese describe this unique flavor as umami. And here in the West, we say that foods high in free glutamate taste savory, or sometimes meaty. Free glutamate occurs naturally in foods. Tomato juice, parmesan cheese, peas, grape juice, mushrooms, and soy sauce are all relatively rich in free glutamate. It's also found in nutritional yeast, Bragg's liquid amino acids, yeast extracts, and other foods that are often promoted as quote-unquote healthy condiments or flavoring agents. It's the free glutamate, for example, that gives nutritional yeast its characteristic cheesy flavor. Food manufacturers use MSG to heighten the flavor of foods like soups, stews, sauces, and, of course, junk foods like chips. And they also use other ingredients that are not MSG, but are high in free glutamate, such as hydrolyzed pea or soy protein or autolyzed yeast. Hydrolyzed and autolyzed mean that the proteins in these foods have been broken down by fermentation or enzymatic reactions into individual amino acids, which releases, among other things, free glutamate. The average person takes in about 1 gram of free glutamate a day, and about half of that is likely to be from MSG. Despite the fact that it makes foods taste better, we generally think of MSG as a bad thing. After all, who besides Frito-Lay benefits by making Doritos chips more irresistible? But MSG can also be used for less dastardly purposes. Elderly people and those being treated with chemotherapy often lose their sense of taste and smell, and this can lead to decreased food and nutrient intake. MSG added to healthy foods like vegetables and soups can heighten the flavors and encourage patients to eat more, which improves their nutrition status. Because it enhances the perception of other flavors, MSG can also allow chefs and food manufacturers to reduce the amount of sodium in a dish without sacrificing flavor. Of course, none of this matters if MSG is harmful. And as Miriam points out, there are a lot of people out there convinced that MSG causes headaches, flushing, or other symptoms, and others who fear that MSG is a so-called excitotoxin that can damage nerve cells or cause neurological problems. Some even claim that MSG may be responsible for the obesity epidemic. A lot of people feel that mainstream medicine and government agencies have blown off these concerns about MSG. To the contrary, they appear to have taken the concerns quite seriously. Dozens of carefully controlled studies have been done to further investigate these charges, and several governmental, non-governmental, and international agencies have commissioned independent panels to gather, review, and report on this evidence. Next week, we'll take a look at exactly what those studies found and who might want to avoid MSG and glutamate. In the meantime, visit our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com to leave your comments or to view a transcript of today's episode. Ever wish that I could come to the grocery store with you to answer your questions and help you decide what to put in your card and what to leave on the shelf? Nutrition Diva's Grocery Store Survival Guide is the next best thing. It's available for just $1.99 wherever you download books. This book is available in ebook format only and was previously published as part of my book, Nutrition Diva's Secrets for a Healthy Diet. If you have a suggestion for a future show topic, send an email to nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also post your comments and questions on my Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And I answer a lot of listener questions in my free weekly newsletter. So if you've sent a question my way, be sure you're signed up to receive that. Have a great week and eat something good for me.